3: And it is that time. I'm your host, John Rush, along with Dennis Brewster, and this is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it very much. You can call in, by the way, 303-477-5600, or text us a message as well, 307-282-22. How's Dennis?
4: Good. What a beautiful day. Yeah. It's going to be a good day to cut trees down and trim trees.
3: I've noticed, I mean, there's still a lot of cleanup from the storms we've kind of been through because let's face it it never really warmed up much last weekend <laughs> no, and the wind blew and I, knew, yeah. Yeah, anyways I,
4: well we had family in town so we were at a soccer game all weekend oh i
3: think a lot of people that way so i yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like you i've got a lot of you know
4: get things, home and th- things to you. do on the to-do list yeah i gotta i'm gonna check out this new little uh pruning saw i got a little battery operated chainsaw nice it's only about six inches long blade nice i'm gonna check that out and see how that does
3: Well, and by the way, for a lot of you that are doing things like that, and uh, we've talked about this, I know, in the past, but I'll mention it again. Um, Even though I have a business with lots of equipment and things like that, you know what that's like, Dennis. It's usually on a truck or somebody's got it. You You can't take it away from the crew. it's like, okay, so I'm just going to go buy my own. So when it came to just some of my own pruning around the house and so on, and, you know, I'm mechanical, so I can pretty much buy and use anything. Right. But I decided to just buy the basic Ryobi 24- or I think it's twenty four volt. Yeah, you know, 36 I think it's twenty four. Twenty four volt uh, chainsaw, little yeah. chainsaw. Yeah. And that thing works like a champ. Don't they? <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah, it does. For the little bit of pruning you do with yeah. just you know you know limbs and things like that, and I've even cut some you know pretty pretty sizable you know ten inch logs and so on with it. It works fabulous.
4: You know, but I got no complaints. W- I, we called IREA because we had one tree that was really close to the power line. Uh, gosh, back in February. Uh huh. They came out and cut that tree down. He pops out with this huge battery-operated chainsaw. I tell and that you what, thing was—it like, cut it like I butter. I
3: tell you what, they work great. They I, do. So it's just a food for thought. Some of you needing to do some of those things, and it's not that expensive. So no. there you go. Jerry and Greeley joining us. What's going on, Jerry?
1: Well, some friends of mine just bought a house in Windsor, and as part of the uh, pre-purchase inspection, this fella put down that he suggested they ought to— ground the corrugated stainless steel gas tubing <clears throat> and this was all new to me i'd never heard of that and um i looked at it with going them. to where well um yeah that's not perfectly clear because it's everything's finished in in the basement of the house so it's it's not abundantly clear where the flex pipe starts and where the hard pipe leads off mm. on the natural gas line
3: and it's what is it running a furnace or what's it running
1: yeah, furnace, water heater, stove. Um, and so I did some research, and what I, what I found online was that there was this, like, one in a 10 million fluke accident years mm-hmm. ago in California where a lightning bolt hit the ground outside of a house, and mm-hmm. then the, the charge traveled through the earth, and then supposedly through the black pipe into the flex pipe, and at some point arced out of the flex pipe to something else in the house and then let the gas out through that, that arc hole and, and burn mm-hmm. the house down and kill mm-hmm. the guy. So, so now they're saying that, you know, this is a big problem. And,
3: well, know, it is code in a lot of cases now. They call it bonding. You want to make sure that that line is bonded, they call it. And you do that by putting it into the ground circuit that's yeah. in that's in the house. And it's not a bad idea to do, Jerry. I mean, is it something I would lose sleep over? There's a lot of houses out there by the way, running around Without that were idea. built way before this yeah. code ever came into existence back in I think two thousand and nine or, or ten, something like that, Jerry. So keep in mind all of the homes built prior to that do not have this. Yeah. Is it a good idea to do? It's really inexpensive. I you know, in most cases it's pretty easy to do. Would I do it? Yeah, I would
1: well, in, excuse me, on in the case of my friend's house, uh the service is on the electrical service is on the opposite side of the house from where the gas entrance is and uh yeah, it, it wouldn't be a a simple thing at all. Um and I you know, I like I said it it looks to me like it it'd be just uh, outrageously unusual that it that it would actually be valuable. You know, just a, a rare. It, rare. It,
3: it would be that rare. You're you're correct. It's that rare case where, you know, something would do what you just said, and you're right. It's it's probably even less than one in a million. It's it's probably even a yeah. higher, than, it yeah. might even be one in a billion chance, Jerry, of that happening. But again, that's what codes are for. Is that, you know, one in a whatever chance that something might happen, or it did happen at one time, and then that's of course where codes get changed and so on again is it something i would lose sleep over or not buy a home over no but is it something that if it was easy to take care of would i sure
4: couldn't you go into a, a ground outlet and take that ground and run to it well, yes yeah the only, the you don't have to go all the way
1: to the power box
3: no no yeah. just, just bond it to whatever's close
1: well that what i was wondering the only place that the, that the uh flexible gas line is actually visible is in the furnace room in the basement there's right a, the, you can just, just bond it you can just bond that one right well you there.
4: got you got power going to the furnace you can find that box there's, there's ground there there's ground there yeah
1: well it, yeah and i was also considering you know, they like like everything I've read. They say they want a minimum of number six bare solid copper. Or six whatever. or
3: eight, I think, works fine. I, I've, yeah. I've I've kind of looked at that as well, Jerry. In fact, I have an upgrade on on something I was actually working on yesterday. By the way, where I had to do this. It's interesting you talk about this. I've got a situation uh, where I had to do this very thing yesterday and yeah they say either either six or eight wire or even the the stranded you know uh, you know uh, cop, copper wire you know what I mean by that like like we use on grounds on vehicles and so yeah. on that sort of a strap works as well.
1: I was wondering about hammer drilling a hole in the basement slab and setting the ground rod there and then, you know, you, going with the number six off the pipe. That'd
4: be a
3: lot. I mean, that's a lot of work. It'd be easier just to just go over to the junction on the, like Dennis said, on the furnace itself and just, you know, ground back into, you know, bond it right back into what's there. You could do what you're talking about. if mean, it's easy to, to drill a hole. I mean, that concrete's going to probably be in the basement, probably four to six inches thick, as long as you're able to drill through that and you want to put a spike down in it. That's your call. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I just Yeah I, mean, uh, I could.
3: You can do it that way, but
4: I, you'd seal that
3: right. Yeah. I, to me, it's easier just to run back over to the the bonded wire that's already at the furnace, Jerry, and do it that way. Okay. Wouldn't take much to do that, by the yeah. way. But but yes, for for everybody listening, this is something that is becoming. Well, if you get any work done, you know, for example, our great sponsor, you know, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. If you called those guys out and they did any type of work or whatever, yeah, they're they're going to recommend that because it's a code situation now, Jerry.
1: So9 is my understanding.:
3: That's exactly right since 2009. that is right. Okay. Well thank you, gentlemen. You're very welcome, Jerry. No I appreciate that. and again, that was some, I'll, I'll be honest, folks, I was not aware of that until yesterday.
4: Well I'm not aware of it till today.
3: I was, I was working on some things yesterday and, and uh, I was made aware of that, and I'm like, oh, oh well, okay, that makes total sense. I get it.
4: Yeah, I have to look at mine and see what I got because I'm on propane and now what you're talking about is a propane propane tank. or
3: gas either yeah. one you know the gas line coming in you know yeah. to, the, to the house to the house and typically it's grounded already outside typically at the meter yeah or in your case where the tank is they're going to yeah. go ahead and bond it to the ground there but they want another one on Inside down the, the line house. is what yeah. they want just it's just double protection and again it, it's just As jerry said that one in a million is actually less than that you know yeah. pro- probably less than one in a million
4: yeah I can see my box for my heater and it's real close to my line, and I can just run it right over.
3: Anyway, but that's by the way, Jerry, great phone call. yeah and and this sort of it's not in my notes for today, but leads us into you know some of these around the house spring projects. Dennis and I were going to talk about just you know spring projects, cleaning things up, even making decisions when it comes to you know downsizing, upsizing, all those different things that come into play. We'll get into some of that today as well. But what Jerry just kind of reminded me of is for a lot of you that are living in older homes, keep in mind that some of these things that you could even do yourself along the way when it comes to code upgrades, you should be looking at. Because when and if you go to sell the home, and an inspector yeah. does come through like what just happened in this situation these things will come up and depending upon who you're selling the home to they they may or may not in most cases probably will make you bring things up to code yeah so you might as well oh, yeah. make sure they're up to code now. And again, these are things, just to put a plug in for Absolute, these are things Absolute can come out and help you with, especially on the electrical, you know, that side of the fence. They, they don't do the gas line and all of that. I've got other recommendations on that. But when it comes to the electrical side and all of that, electrical, HVAC, and so on, yeah, they can come out and tell you what's code and what's not, and what you need to be doing, and even, yeah. even breaker panels and some of that. In other words, you know, I've got one yesterday where, Uh, It was recommended that I even change a breaker out and go to a GFI breaker for this particular uh, area that I was working on yesterday. And I'm like, oh, you know, probably not a bad idea. Given that this motor is running in, you know, next to water, it's probably a good idea to have what's feeding that on a GFI. So I will I will make that change here in the next few days. So again, these are kind of things that they can help you with.
4: Yeah, and, and there's a lot of things that what we do is we put up with it. You know, we'll we'll deal with it. Well I I know how that works. I'm okay with that. But the new homeowner won't be. And and the guy coming in, they probably won't even the mortgage company will say, Hey, you have to have that fixed before we'll give you a mortgage on this house. You know, so there's, there's a lot right. of stuff that happens. Well,
3: and in some, yeah, t- to your point too, there's some situations where it comes to codes and so on. Again, you may lose a buyer. Uh, they may decide to go do something else or buy a different one. Keep in mind, the, the housing thing right now is, is changing. We'll talk about that yeah. some today as well. Has it cratered, like some have said or predicting? No, I don't think it's going to either. Has the rise in interest rates slowed some things down and sort of normalized a few things? Sure. Yes, and frank and frankly that's not a bad thing. I, I'm I'm one where if it went back to the old days of you can put an offer in on a house and either be at or even a little below the asking price, and you can do some negotiation back and forth, that's a normal real estate market, folks. Right. This bidding war thing where it's everybody's crazy. bidding on the same home and waving inspections and all this other nonsense, it is just that nonsense, and that's not a sustainable market, nor is it something that we want. No,
4: and long-term. there's a lot of people who got in trouble with that. Yeah, because, we, don't,
3: we don't want that long term. Yeah, no. we, we, we want things to kind of come back into a, a norm, normal norm, normal. Uh, a, a normal real estate market is what I'm getting at, and you're gonna see a little bit of that start to happen how How far will that go and how how much change will happen? I, I think that's anybody's guess. I, I don't know folks. Yeah. here in Colorado, uh, not I will say this. I don't think we will be as ex- we will we will not be affected as a lot of you know we won't be as affected as badly as a lot of other areas in the country will be. right. And I don't think some of those areas will be affected badly. depends on where you're at in the United States. Yeah, That's my feeling.
4: When you're talking about things that need to be fixed, um, one of the things is out in, in our area, we're on four acres, and, and uh, I they call me to go look at the property to make sure that the buildings are within the square footage of the, you know, that they have to be within the easements, the 25 on the side, 50 in the back, 100 from the front. And if they have a building within that, and they didn't get it cleared by the county, they have to move that building. I don't care if they put it down with concrete or what. And there's been one guy out there, he has a like a 60 by 40 building, and he has to move half of it. So he's taking half of that part, building apart and moving it over because he's too close to the boundary lines. Wow. And so there's a lot of stuff that happens when you go to sell your house. So before you do that, you might want to really do some research. Agree. To Get it fixed. It might take a couple of years to get some of this stuff fixed.
3: Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. If if you're thinking, even the, hey, we may a be a couple of years down may, the road. Exactly, two, five, even whatever yeah. the, whatever the time frame is. To Dennis's point, some of these things you'll just make a list of and start chipping away at. Yeah. Because let's face it, you don't have to do it tomorrow, yeah. but you would want to do some of these things prior to you you know selling a home.
4: Have you heard this I, I, many times? People will go through and they'll have all these problems with their house and they'll live with it. Then they turn around and fix it all and then sell, you know, fix and it now, no, that's, that's my thing. I know Pam and I've always talked about that. Let's fix it now and get it the way we want it. We or did you, that with our first house and then live in way. it for a while. Yeah.
3: yeah. You may find you don't want to move when it's all said and done. Right. So anyways, yeah. all right. We'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Any questions for us? Lines are open, 303-477-5600. I think so. Got a couple of messages on the text line. I'll look at those here in a moment as well. 307-282-22, 307-282-22. We'll be right back here on Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560.
2: Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once, and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop! Learn how to lower your total interest cost. 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA.
3: We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof.
0: That's
3: 303-662-0789. I'm John Rush, host of Drive Radio, Fix It Radio, and also Rush to Reason. I'm also a business owner and a business coach. Even though I love being on air and talking to all of you on a regular basis... The job I love the most is helping other business owners achieve their dreams. I've helped business owners who have owned a job become actual business owners. I do this through the installation of systems and helping them with their leadership skills so they can truly run their business instead of the business running them. If you're tired of your business running you and you want the freedom you sought in owning your own business, call me for a free consultation. I would love to help you and your business attain the goals you've always had. Go to RushMediaInc.com and send me an email. You can also use the text line 307-200-8222. Stop being a slave to your business and contact me today. All right, we're back. Fix it Radio, KLZ five sixty. We have great listeners, by the way. So really appreciate all of you guys and the feedback you give. And sounds like we ha- not sounds like we have a, a actual you know gas expert that texted in. So thank you for this. Says it's not a one in a million fluke. CSST has had a lot of fires from indirect lightning. Not as much anymore. That the yellow CS- CSST is pretty much discontinued. Now we have the black CSST called Counter Strike which is more lightning-resistant. I did not know that, so thank you for that information. To bond the CSST, you have to bond a fitting or the hard pipe ahead of that flex pipe at CSST, And don't drill and add another rod because then you basically lose the ground throughout. It's gonna take the path of least resistance, which is then the gas line. So no, do not add a line into the ground, another line into the ground. Go ahead and bond back in, like Dennis and I were saying to do. Don't drill through the concrete and do that. So uh, what he's saying is you'll you'll lose that. And it does make sense. So so thank you for that. I really appreciate and I didn't know about the I mean, I knew about the old yellow. I knew they also had updated into the black. I did not know the reason was because of the, the lightning yeah. uh, end of things. So thank you for that. I, I Again, I'm not a gas expert, so thank you for that. I did not know that. So there's a lot of you listening, by the way, that I guarantee you are living in homes old enough that this is affecting you in a big way. It is me, I can tell you that, because I've, yeah. got, I've got a similar situation yeah. that I have to take care of I'm going to take care
4: of it when I get home.
3: So I was lo- looking yeah. at that yesterday. So So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Very, very much. Uh, Producer Ann, by the way, here I asked a really great question. My electrical box is 28 years old. Should that be replaced? We seem to pop a lot of circuits at times when too many things are running, or would that be a whole rewiring issue? Um, maybe, maybe yeah. is my answer. I mean, yeah. on the 28-year-old uh, box, it depends on the breaker box. I would have it looked at. So, Ann, I know you're listening. I would have that box looked at and have an, have an actual, you know, Licensed electrician, License electrician yeah. up there. I mean, somebody like Absolute that's up there, take a peek at that, find out what's going on. And, and keep in mind, too, that a lot of times what electricians can do, and this is true with Absolute, they can look at what circuit is popping and why. And what a lot of cases they can do is figure out how to maybe even where you don't have as much load at any given time on that one circuit. And that's what an expert electrician can look at and do.
4: It might be overloaded. Here's a situation I had that same thing happening. Um, if we put up at the shop, Uh, In the front, if we put one more thing, we have the coffee maker on in the front and and computers and stuff. But if I put a set of Christmas lights on, it would pop the breaker. So I had an electrician come in. And when he went to the panel, I said, can you just add another line for me, another thing to put the computers on separate because I don't want to lose those. And and I thought that would be the key. When he opened up the box, he found out that the ground lead coming in was loose. Um, And it fried it. There you go. You know, so I had an electrical problem in my box. It was nothing wrong. I mean, once he tightened it, once he replaced that and fixed that, um, we had enough wire in there that he was able to pull it tight, and and it worked out real well. Uh, Once he fixed that, then I... So
3: knows what they're doing. And they might find,
4: like you say, it might be over circuits, too many on that one circuit, or it could be something loose.
3: Could
1: be a bad breaker. You know, you don't
4: think about that, but but, uh, panels, you should actually have them checked every once in a while. I used to have an electrician come in every two years and check my panels. And, and you yeah, would and find what, things. What Abs-
3: and what Absolute can do, by the way, for those yeah. of you that are local, and somebody up there in your area can do the same thing. They've actually got uh, like a heat meter yeah. where they can actually look at your your box. Right. And, you know, turn everything on, look at your box, and find out what circuits you've got that are overloaded, and then make determinations from there as to what to do. Keep this in mind Beautiful. as well. Every time a breaker blows, it becomes. Uh, degraded basically, right. it degrades it that weakened. breaker every yeah. single time that breaker blows, it becomes degraded. So, if it continues to pop, 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 eventually, it's going to need replaced just because it's popped so many times. Plus, figuring out what's going on with that circuit as to why that thing is popping, you know, the, you know, consistently. The same with
4: the outlet that you were just talking about. The uh, the um, what do we call it? I forgot the name that you, you know, you had that outlet that you have to reset. Oh, GFIs, GFI. Yeah, I had a GFI that kept breaking on me, and I wound up getting tired of that and I went and got a new one and found out when I took the other one out you can smell it was not doing good you can smell the burnt stuff Yeah, in I it. mean,
3: electrical things, folks. And this, again, is why we, we partner up with folks like Absolute, who, by the way, is a great sponsor of our program here, one of our main sponsors here on, on Fix-It Radio, uh, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Anything you need for those guys, uh, go right to the website, fixitradio.com. Absolute's listed there. Click on it. There's a special number just for us that you call them. It gives you better deals. It waives uh, a lot of the... Uh, visit fees and so on so believe me go don't just call up don't don't just google and then call them go through our channels and call them that way their phone number by the way let me grab that for you in case some of you are are listening need that really quick because we're talking about things that would affect you 720-526-0231 that's Absolute's number and by the way I can attest to this because they came out and did some work for me this past week. Yes, I pay for it, even though there are great sponsors, even here on Fix-It Radio. uh, We we write checks back and forth. They pay me for advertising, and I pay them for the work that they do. It's an easier way of doing things. Uh, But I will tell you this, and even my wife will attest to this. These guys could be the model for how other companies should handle answering the phone, dispatching their people, letting you know when they're going to arrive, follow up after they leave. I mean, these guys have it dialed in. You will not have any issues along those lines whatsoever. You call them on the phone, and they will handle the rest. Now, here's something I should let you all know, though, and, and this, is, this is no secret here. On the weekends... It's not their normal staff answering the phone. So if you want their normal people, wait, call Monday morning. Right. They'll handle things from there. If you call on the weekends, they do have a 24-hour service that helps them. It's, it's still good, but it's not their own people on the weekend. So if you call at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, no, you're not talking directly to them. They'll get the message, and they'll still get things handled. But my, my point there is you probably won't get the same level of conversation even on a Saturday or Sunday that right. you'll get Monday through Friday. Does that make sense?
4: Yep. So another thing as I want to make sure everybody understands this. Don't call a home repair guy to do this because he's not licensed to do electrical. Even if he's going to replace an outlet, you have to be licensed um, electrically. You have to have a license for electrical right. to do that. So, I mean, if you're having that problem with a breaker, don't call a home repair guy to come out and check it out. Call an electrician.
3: Yeah, you want a licensed electrician that understands all these different yes. things that we're even going through right now. And this, this is a reminder even to me to get Absolute on here, which I'll do here in the next few weeks and get them on. And we can talk more about some of these things. Because, again, there's a lot of things here. And to Dennis's point a moment ago, and I think this is really key for some of you that are looking. We'll get into this in a moment. Some of you looking to do different things with your home. Selling. Uh, downsizing, yeah. maybe you're going to move out of the state. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on right now in in, in that whole arena. I, I will tell you that selling a home is much like selling a car. Yes. And what I used to tell people selling used cars was, why don't you go ahead and pay for a pre-purchase inspection on your current car? Then you know all of the details and everything that could come up when they go to do one because right. the buyer most likely is going to do it anyways. Right. So guess what? You might as well go ahead and do it know exactly what's coming up. Maybe there's things you're going to fix for the for the person that you're selling to. Maybe, Maybe not, not, but at least you know all of it ahead of time. You'll know what you need to do negotiation-wise. My point there is do the same thing with your home. Yeah. You could have a home inspector come out, pay them on the front side to go through everything. And, get, and here's the thing. They're going to be a lot more... I don't want to say this, Dennis. Friendly is not the right word, but they're just going to be open and honest with you when they show up because it's different because they're now not representing some buyer. They're representing you, and they're going to say, you know what, here's something that may or may not affect the sale of your home. Here's some things that I would go ahead and take care of. Here's some things maybe that are yellow. Maybe you can. Maybe you you should or shouldn't. It's up to you. And here's all of your green things that are good to go, no problems. But they'll at least tell you what's going on that way on the front side.
4: Right. It's just kind of like when you go to sell a car, so a lot of people want to see your maintenance records. They want to see that you've been taking care of that car. And, and the same with the home. If they go through your home and, and and they find out that there's nothing wrong with the house and it's in good shape. it's turnkey, I call it. Yeah. That,
3: it's easier it's, to sell. It's easier to it, sell.
4: Plus, you can get more money for it.
3: Well, and I read something yesterday in all of kind of this real estate world, which you guys know I track pretty closely because it's it's the one thing in this world. I do understand. I'm not a stock market guy, but I understand real estate. And what, I, what I read yesterday was... And again, this is where you have to really read between the lines, even when you see reports that, oh, real estate market's slowing down. Um, yes, in some areas and in some types of homes it is. But what I read yesterday is the turnkey home Dennis just talked about a moment ago, no, they're not slowing down. If you've yeah. got a regular move-in turnkey, doesn't need anything done to it, it's a nice unit and it's nicer than anything else that's on the market in your area, it's still going to sell.
4: And that's even for a guy like me that likes to go in there and fix things up. I would rather go into a house that's all done and, and I don't have to do anything with.
3: Right? You and I both. No, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, because yeah,
4: you would go in there and fix a bunch of stuff. I, I, I'm going to go want, in and remove a wall I, or I something. Want to. But I don't want to do it. I would rather just walk into it.
3: I, I want turnkey.
4: Yeah. yeah so. Maybe that's our age. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Frustration level or
3: whatever. Yeah. Anyways, we'll be right back, guys. Any questions for us, let us know. 303-477-5600. Uh, text us as well. 307 200 307 82, 22. We'll be right back, though. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560.
0: You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303 6620789. That's 303
3: 6620789. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or Find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and, of course, Ready Radio.
0: For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
2: With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740, or you're financing a condo versus a single family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees. Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home, or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate, but not reading the small print? only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720 500 Affordable Interest Mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720 500 now, Affordable Interest Mortgage. 720 500 serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA.
3: Call Dave Hart at 303 710 6916 or visit our website fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. All right, and we are back. Fixit Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, of course, Charlie, your engineer. And uh, Larry Younger answering phones, which you uh, are getting busy. So give us a call, 303 477 5600. Drive radio, follow us up, of course, today. Real quick, Dennis has got something he wants to say, but I also want to remind everybody right now, Absolute, we've been talking about those guys a lot Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, they have got an AC service special. It's $49. Oh,
4: I heard that on the radio. For yeah. 49
3: yeah. bucks. You yeah. can't hardly do all of that yourself. No. They'll do the whole nine yards. They're going to look at the filter. They're going to look at the unit. They're going to look at your furnace as well. They're going to look at the outside unit, service it. I mean, they go through the whole gamut. It's 49 bucks, folks. So if you're not handy and you're not used to doing some of that stuff yourself, call them, they'll come out, and they'll take care of it.
4: And if they are, then they come out and dig, you know,
3: go to the movie. Well, you could have them do some yeah. other things at the same time yeah. like we've been talking about as well. Yeah. So they'll, they'll do it all. Just let them know what you need.
4: Yeah, another reason we should you should use one of the sponsors on here, because they get out there and they put their name out there. They're talking about what they'll do for you, and, and they're held accountable to that. They and, are. and plus, you vetted these people. That's right. right? Uh, just like in the car repair business, we yep. did the same thing. Well, one of the things that um, I found out that, you know, like when I had my building built, the electrician I used was a sponsor at the time. They put a metal rod in that goes. It lays down on the ground and goes in before they pour the concrete. Okay. And it goes in about ten feet inside. Okay. And if you don't do that, I'm trying to think what it's called, but it's a grounding rod for the for the metal about, building. Yeah. And and a lot. This other guy was having a, a friends of ours were having a building built, but but they were using a different company. And I said, Are you putting this? It's a Ufer. It's what it's called. It's okay. a Ufer ground. Are you putting a Ufer ground in? He goes, Well, what is that? And I explained it to him and stuff. And he goes, no, they didn't say anything about that. And 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 he goes, I, and then later on, he mm-hmm. says, I asked the guy, the builder, about that. And he says, oh, we don't have to do that. That's because he was an electrician and he was using whoever. So that's why it's very important to make sure you get all your ducks in a row. And that's why you should call the, these guys on the radio that we have, these sponsors, mm-hmm. and use them like Dave Hart. I mean, I've mm-hmm. used him for a lot mm-hmm. of things. Um, I had I had a few people come out, like three or four people come out and looked at the roof at the shop. Nobody could do what he did. I mean, he got it. It doesn't leak at all. He did a great job in fixing it. He found some problems that were way that should have been fixed way before we did anything to seal the roof. So you know, you use electrician like you're talking about. Absolute, it, you'd be so far ahead. And by but the way,
3: you, in in uh, in uh, the code that what Dennis just said a moment ago, that's actually code as well. It is. Yeah. It's code now. So if, the, if you've got a builder that's not doing that, they don't understand the code. Because I'm, I just looked it up, what Dennis just said, and that's if you're building a metal building, that's code.
4: Yeah. And see, the builder I used did everything. He did everything except for the electrical. You know where the name Ufer comes
3: from? Huh? The guy that came up with it. Oh, really? He was yeah. the vice president engineer at Underwriters Laboratories who assisted the U.S. military with ground-resistant problems at installations in Arizona. Wow. So that's where that name came from. He's the guy that designed it. That's good. So there you go. And I remember having Which I the, did not know, by the way. Yeah,
4: I had that rod there, and when I was overseeing my building, I wasn't going to let anybody just do it. Sure. And they were going like, "What do you got here?" And I said, "You got to put this Ufer in. You got to put this in, and you got to tie it to all the other the wire and everything mesh that, before you pour the concrete, and it's got to be in there." And they did it, you know? And then And
3: basically, that's a concrete encased electrode, is what that is. is what it that's what that's for. Yep. So so there, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So again, folks, make sure that you're doing things up to speed, up to code. Uh, these are the sorts of things that, by the way, on down the road, could come back to bite you if you don't. Yeah. So, well,
4: know, how would you put that in if if afterwards? you didn't have it? Oh my gosh, John,
3: it would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah. How would you?
4: I think you'd almost have to break the concrete and slide it in. Yeah. Tie it all I, in. Yeah, I
3: don't know. I, don't, yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I wouldn't want I'm, to. I, that's not my area of expertise, so I have no and idea.
4: neither do I want to know about I don't it. want to know, by the way.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so real quick, getting in, getting back to the – we were going to start off this way, and we got – I didn't get sidetracked. So, Jerry, no, thank you. This is all great questions, and it's it's gone all sorts of different directions, which we appreciate. That's, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, Downsizing or upsizing? In a lot of cases, it's, it's the first, it's the downsizing, not the upsizing. I know some people are looking at always, you know, you upon the size of your family and so on, you may be looking for a bigger home, but typically as folks get a little older and they start looking at the finances and the retirement end of things down the road and so on, they start looking at the downsizing end of things and they start trying to figure out, okay, what's our next step? How do we do this? Where do we go? What do we do? What are our options? And, you know, I, I guess for me, first things first. And what I mean by that is, where are you know what, what's involved with where you're living now? Are you able to keep up with all of your maintenance? Are you spending extra money on maintenance that you may or may not need to be doing? In other words, if you can't do all of it and you're now writing checks to have some of it done, how much of that are you doing and how much of that are you willing to put into the current property that you own? Because I know what a lot of folks are going to say, well, I've got a 2% interest rate on you know, whatever, 25 interest rate, 2.5% interest rate on what I own right now, and if I move, it's going to be 5 Well, true – but if you're cutting a lot of the other expenses out yeah. of where you're living now by downsizing and eliminating some of the things I just mentioned a moment ago, it's it's irrelevant. It's all It all comes down to the, the cash flow at the end of the day.
4: And also the hassle of having to call somebody, make sure they're coming in, having to deal with all that extra stuff.
3: Yeah, so for that, example, let's say you're, you're somebody listening to us and you live on, I don't know, two to five acres. Yeah. I know from living on five acres, there's a lot of work involved in keeping up with five acres. So if you're that person and you're like, okay, all the kids are gone. It's just, you know, the wife and I and, you know, maybe the last one has finally left the nest. Okay, do do you need that five acres and, you know, going down the road or or could you get by with a half an acre or a quarter of an acre or even an acre? Because believe it or not, even going from five to one is a huge step down. That is yeah. a downsize. I know for a lot it's, of folks yeah. going to an acre is an upsize, but if you've got five and you went to one, that's still a downsize. Yeah. And and you you know from taking care of five, taking care of just one fifth of that is much easier than taking care yeah. of all of it. Yeah. So yeah. again, these are things for a lot of you as you start, you know, aging a little bit. And what I mean by aging is you, you just could be in your early fifties and you're looking at, okay, what's these next twenty years for me you know and for the family going to be like and yeah i grew all the kids up here we raised them and here's the other thing too folks i think this is the other thing that gets we're, we're getting a little philosophical here because this isn't necessarily a fix-it radio discussion but i'm gonna go here anyways a lot of folks get attached to the home because i raised my kids here here's the reality other than you no one cares
4: <laughs> yeah
3: I'm being very serious, folks. That's probably true. Other than you, no one even your kids, they don't care. If they if if you feel like you can better yourself and and even them as a family moving forward by downsizing and doing something different, guess what? They will be all for it. There's very, very few kids. They would say, no, Mom and Dad, I want to make sure my bedroom, that the shrine that you've left me there, continues on. <laughs> That's what it would be as a shrine because <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not moving back. Yeah, no, I mean, there's very few kids yeah. that really, at the end of the day, care about that.
4: And then how many people have, like, what we did is we changed those bedrooms out anyway. Oh, I did, too. So I yeah. that, shrine, that shrine's Don't, gone. You're not coming in. No, that
3: thing's, you're not coming back in. <laughs> there's anyway, no place. So that, that, that thing's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, a, it's an office now or it's a whatever. Right, Right. Right. Yeah. So, again, I I laugh and I realize that for some this is a very sensitive subject, but here's where I'm trying to go with this. It shouldn't be. Your house is an asset. It's an investment. For a lot of you, it can become a portion of your retirement on down the road if you do it correctly. And it should not be looked at emotionally. It should be looked at factually and what's helping you out at the end of the day and what's helping your family out at the end of the day. And no, we don't put shrines up inside the house because now the kids are
4: all gone. Right. Here's another thing. We don't want to do it emotionally. No. When you're moving out because you have to, just like we talk about buying a car, don't buy a car when you have to. Because if you do, you're going to buy the wrong car. You make mistakes. You make mistakes. Because you're doing it emotionally.
3: You don't never ever buy large, well, never buy anything emotionally, but especially large purchases. Do not buy large purchases or make large purchases based upon emotions. Do it factually. And I know this is hard for some people to hear, but but we're here to help you and this will help you.
4: Yeah. See, like my mother-in-law, when we moved her out, we tried to make sure that it was her time and when she was ready, we didn't want to force it. But in the meantime- we are cleaning things out and helping her straighten things up without her knowing. You you need to do that because, yeah, because if you move them out emotionally, it is Sorry. an ugly situation. All right, we got a call coming. Let's
3: take a break real quick, though, before we do that. That'll give us plenty of time once we get back to take this call. So, guys, hang tight. We'll be
2: right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720 500 Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once. And you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto; it's who we are. NMLS two nine eight one nine one. Regulated by DORA.
3: We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. Heating and air
0: While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance now at 303 6620789. That's 303 6620789.
3: All right, we are back. Fix it, radio. Klz five sixty. Myself, Dennis Brewster. Jeff in Montana. How are you, sir? Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing great, Jeff. Doing good. Good. I want to
6: quibble with about ten percent of what you said about the houses because we have six kids, and some of them do. We, when we moved up here, some of them have um, expressed an interest into into having this house when we when we go when we pass having having said that um my <laughs> having initial, said that you're uh, gonna do what you delete. need to
3: do jeff not what they want
6: absolutely and that's the point it's my recommendation so that yep i mean we had a house in colorado springs and one child was very teary when we left it but you know what that wasn't their call
3: it was ours and they get over i it.
6: just I, I yeah i'm just talking about for estate planning purposes. Um, you need to just have a frank discussion with your kids. That's right. Here's our plans. Yes.
3: Thank here's you, what's Jeff. Going
6: on. Don't keep it a secret. Don't, don't feel bad about telling them or disappointing them. You know? Amen. Um, we Amen. were initially going to leave this this house up here to them together, and then an estate lawyer said, you know, that's not a good idea. No. Nope. That causes a
3: problem. No. Nope. Sell what you it. Do
6: is you, so, yeah, what we do, what, what he said to do is sell it, leave one-sixth of the proceeds to each of the kids, and then give them the right of first refusal for purchase.
3: Exactly. There you go. go. That's exactly how I do it. Great idea. Great idea.
6: Yeah, because because otherwise you have six people owning a house, and if five want to sell it and one doesn't, it holds it up. That's right. And it it just causes issues with the family. Well, oh, the other so, thing too, and again, yes.
3: I'm, I'm not an estate planner, but I know enough about this. The other thing you do is you put an executor, the, whoever you think that person is, outside or inside the family, that you know is going to make decisions best for every family member, and they make those calls as well, Jeff. Yeah.
4: If you're not around you to know, make them.
3: Yeah, yeah. If you're If you're gone. If you're If you're done, and you've done all of this, you know, on the front side, you and you leave this power to the executor. It's up to them to do it at that point.
6: Yeah. Yep. And so it's all about the legacy you leave. And That's leaving right. Leaving a legacy is is more than leaving a house. And, yeah. and you know, you the legacy you want to leave is, is your kids getting along together and not, not putting right. them Thank into a situation. That's right. Thank you, Jeff.
3: The, the other thing, too, yeah. and, and I know some folks get sentimental over personal items and so on, and I know that not every kid doesn't care what mom and dad do. But the, honestly, Jeff, the majority don't. And here's the other thing. Once things are all settled Signed, sealed, delivered, and done. And then they've got this house sitting there. Then typically it's a oh oh the realization sets in that right. oh oh now I've got this this asset I now have to maintain, take care of, and so on. And then they start realizing oh may, may, maybe that decision wasn't so great after all.
6: Yeah. Right, and so it's 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 important to. Uh to get it all settled ahead of time, read the will while you're alive. Yep. You know, let them know exactly what's going to happen. The other thing is that, I don't know if Colorado has this, but Montana has a great person who uh, puts out uh, estate planning guidance for the state. She's out of Montana State University. <coughs> Excuse me. And, well, I mean, you uh, know, and he, Michael's not a sponsor of
3: this show, but he does my daily show and he does, you know, uh, drive radio. So Michael Bailey, you know, mobile estate mm-hmm. planning, he, he does that in a lot of cases – uh, Jeff, uh, you know, just even advice-wise, yeah. I mean, again, he's—I'll just say it really quick. He's—he's he's as good and as cheap as anybody I've ever used when it comes. I mean, Jeff, for most people, the average estate he can do for five hundred bucks or so—it's not yeah. a big deal.
4: And you can get a trust too. Exactly, he can do yeah.
3: He can do whatever you need. Yeah. You know, as small or large. So to your yeah. point, just do it. Hey, and the other thing too, and I want to add this: to what you just said, not only do it while you're alive, but do it while you're alive, cognizant, and you know exactly what you want done down the road. Yes. Yeah. Right? so there's no doubt that's right yeah the
6: reason i brought up the the montana state person is i went to her seminar on uh on uh how to leave assets nice and it was an eye-opener because uh, one of the things she talked about that montana has is on a deed you can have a transfer on death so um if you have a joint ownership with right of survivorship and uh, say, I die, and my wife remarries, and then she dies, her new husband gets the house, and the kids don't. Correct. But if on the deed deed you put transfer on death to a trust, then the new husband doesn't get anything. Correct. So it's really important to do those little things that people don't even think about. And think
3: through that. And Um, and, and again, what you're saying is again, these are all conversations folks need to have as a family because on the same token, she, you know, you might die today, she might remarry and be with that next person for 20 more years. Well, at that point, 20 years later, it changes a lot of things because now that person is pretty invested in that home 20 years later.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
6: yeah. And, and, you know, my mom married a guy, they both had assets coming in and they tended to keep them separate. And that's fine. That was their, their choice. Um, some people want to do that. Some people want to join. I'm kind of a in favor of the joining part, but uh, you also have your kids that you want to leave a legacy to. Again, and so what is that then? Uh, Good point. And how do you, how do you make that happen? And uh, uh, people just don't think about that. I don't think.
3: Don't no, think and and really, Je- no to your po- no to your point, Jeff. And what ends up happening is there's a big huge mess left behind. Then nobody's happy. Right. Everybody's mad. Then. Right.
4: And then you created that. You, you, yeah, you right. created you, you, you that. You started it. That's right. Yeah. There you, goes your legacy out the that's door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is your legacy. <laughs> the that's right. And, and, and,
6: and it's really funny that people avoid all or, or cause all that to happen because they thought that pla- planning for their passing would mean that they would pass earlier.
3: And it doesn't yeah, no, at all. Like,
6: well, if I talk about dying, I'm going to die. Well, hey, guess what? No. You're going to die. We all are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One e- yep, One, so equal, one,
3: one equalization in life. That yeah. that you know that and time are are the two equalizers, Jeff. They're they're equal. We're all yep. going to die. We all have the same time each day.
6: That's right. Yep, yeah, one thousand four hundred and forty minutes a day. What you do got you got to do
3: with them? You got yeah. it, Jeff. Good stuff. I'll let you go. I appreciate that. Those are great comments. I'll get Joe in before the before the end of the hour here. Joe, what's going on, sir? John, when your show started, I began to replace a toilet, and guess how far through of that project
7: I am right now.
3: <laughs> are you done? <laughs>
7: okay, of course not, John. And nothing ever goes. You know, so I, <laughs> <laughs>
3: nothing ever goes as planned. Is that what you are saying?
7: Right. So, but by and by oh, the, the way, way Joe, that's it, a
3: crappy job. I. <laughs> 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 yes.
7: Anyway, and Alto is perfectly fine, but my wife decided she wanted a black toilet instead of a white toilet, because ah. she's redecorating the bathroom. So I had uh-huh. a. Anyway, so but here's some uh, tips. By the way, in addition to whether you want a round bowl or an elongated bowl, and the elongated bowls, if your room rules better. Um, the well, other choices you have. To in make my are, opinion, I,
3: I have changed some out because they were round and I just didn't like the round. So yes, to your point right. exactly.
7: And then the other thing, you have side handle flush where the more popular these days are the dual button. You have the low right. flush and the, and the high flush, depending right. on whether it's a, a number one or a number two. Uh, but the other option <clears throat> that you find is that when you look at the actual tank, you typically have a choice between a narrow and tall tank mm-hmm. or a wide and shorter tank. Um, now, the, the one advantage to the taller tank is you get more pressure. It's the same amount of water. But because the water is right. higher stacked right. up higher, you get more flushing pressure, uh, which would have been my my preference, but my wife has one of these hutch type things that so can what I like, like
3: that's push. why I like Toto's by the way, because they have that that wide tall tank like you're talking about, Joe
7: right, but in this case, because she has this hutch you can't do gizmo, it uh, yeah, I couldn't put the tall tank in, so I wound up with the uh the wide shorter tank with the dual button flush on top. Um, So we're doing that. Uh, But then one of the first things I noticed before I got too far into it is that the old – and she wanted a chair height. That was the other thing. She wanted the the seats that are three or four inches higher than the standard. Mm -hmm. And when you get older, you know, we're Mm -hmm. – Sure. So she wanted the tall one. So she wanted black and she wanted taller, uh, which is another reason I had to go with the shorter tank. Uh, But the first thing I noticed is that the old water connection between the uh, water valve and the bottom of the tank – was a solid piece of pipe. Uh, uh, I guess yeah. the, the guy had cut it. Yeah. And, of course, the dimension between the valve and the and the inlet on the new tank yep. is not the same. So now I've got to, run out, you gotta to run, gotta run out and get a flex
3: pipe or flex hose. I've got to run
7: out and get a flex pipe.
3: It's always something, Joe. Yeah.
7: Always something. Yep. So those are anyway. So anybody who's thinking about it's really not a bad job if you know what you're doing. Anyway. No, they're
3: not. They really are not that hard. I mean, they're they're not as as hard as a lot of folks would make you think. There, get a new wax seal, and you know, and and maybe even buy that flex hose on the front side just to make sure you've got. It. You always take it back if you don't need it. But yeah, to your point, they're not that hard. Yeah, it's not it's, that hard it's
4: more in your mind.
3: Exactly, it's not that difficult. Yeah.
7: Yeah, but it's it's always it's always something. Of course, then the, the nasty job you got to after you shut off the water and flush the tank, then you got to take a, a paper cup and scoop the water out of the bowl. Right. Before you lift it out of the wax ring on the floor. Right. Uh, otherwise, you're you're dribbling water all over your floor. But other other than that, um, and of course, there's always the one piece. Uh, I'm not a big one piece fan, and I couldn't. And actually, the one pieces are like double.
3: They are. I think
7: I think I paid three fifty for this black. By the way, standard white toilet cheap is hundred and eighty bucks. You want a black, uh, black dual flush. They're 360, and that's using the Home Depot brand. If you want to go Kohler, they start at 600, and then if you want a one piece, now you're up in the eight or nine hundred. Yeah,
3: range. almost a grand. No, yeah, you're right. And yeah. I, I know and I did some remodeling a couple of years ago, and and toilets are expensive. Good ones, yeah. good, good good toilets ones, are yeah. expensive. Yeah.
7: Yes. Yeah, and the one pieces are easier to install because you don't have to mate the tank.
3: Very well. Yep. Very true. But, I, yeah, if you can do them, I like the one pieces. It's just you can't yeah. always do that.
4: Yeah,
7: you can't always do it, and they're just expensive as hell. For the few, you know, so if the extra fifteen minutes is going to take me to mate the mate the tank to the bowl, uh, you know, I'll I'll save the five. If, I, if I was ever
3: going to custom build a home, which I never have, and I don't know if I ever will, Joe, because the time it takes, I would do all wall mounted toilets.
7: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a thought.
3: Yeah. <laughs> easier to clean. Everything's open underneath. Uh, I, I, anyways, I just, and then you can do whatever height you want back to what your wife wanted in the first place. But again, those are, that's a very custom thing and very, very few homes are done that way now.
7: Right. Well, anyway, so that's Good my, uh, Saturday,
4: Saturday.
3: Well, project. enjoy it, Joe and uh, get your flex pipe and get her done, <laughs> sir.
4: Do you All know right, what hopefully. the nice, other man. word for crap <clears throat> stands for? Huh? Ship high in transit because uh, boats used to catch on fire a long time ago. And they'd put all that stuff down below, and that's why it would catch on fire. We'd get hot and catch on fire. So then there was a sign that they put up on these boats because they sank. They put in their store high in transit and look it up. And that's why the boats would burn I and go sink. That. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so well, that's where that word well, came I'm from. Something new every day. That's, and when you All said right. "crap," it came to me.
3: There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dennis Brewster again. Fix it Radio, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Drive Radios coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Myself, Charlie, Larry, Ken Rackley is going to join us from Tune Tech Automotive as well. So we'll be right back. Drive Radios next. This is KLZ five sixty.